Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Van Dersen. Today I will begin summarizing the daily chronological readings beginning with day 169, which is June the 18th. We read how Athaliah, the granddaughter of two murdering grandfathers, the daughter of two murdering parents, and the wife of a mass murderer, continued in the family tradition by killing all her relatives, including her own grandchildren, after learning of her son's death, in order to give herself the distinction of being the only queen to rule in Judah's history. She terrorized Judah for seven years. Then priest Jehoiada organized the loyal guards for protection and brought out her only surviving grandson that had been saved as an infant by Jehosheba to be raised in secret within the temple of the Lord. As a devout Baal worshiper, she obviously did not spend much time at the temple. Upon hearing the commotion and seeing the boy king, she cried treason, but she was killed and the people rejoiced. Joash's survival was very crucial at this point in history because he was the only remaining male offspring of King David's royal line. Jehosheba was the daughter of King Joram, so that made her both child King Joash's aunt and the wife of the high priest Jehoiada. Herbert Lockyer, in All the Women of the Bible, page 72, says, This is the only instance of a princess marrying a high priest. King Joash commanded the restoration of the temple that had been cannibalized for the building of Athaliah's temple of Baal. The people destroyed the temple of Baal and priest Jehoiada led the purification and reformation of worship in the temple. The Lord rewarded him with 130 years of life. Joash was a good king for 40 years, but then after Jehoiada's death, he abandoned the Lord reversed priest Jehoiada's religious reforms and murdered his son Zechariah because he accused the leaders of abandoning the Lord. Finally, Israel in the north, King Jehu, died after a 28-year reign and his son Jehoahaz succeeded him. Since Joash was an infant when Jehu killed his father Ahaziah, this would make King Joash at this point between 27 and 30 years old. June the 19th, day 170. We read that in response to King Jehoahaz's wickedness, God allowed the Arameans to defeat him repeatedly. Finally, he prayed to the Lord and received a temporary reprieve because the Lord saw how severely Israel of the north was being oppressed. But since the Israelites did not repent, the Lord progressively weakened them. His son Jehoash succeeded him. Then from his own deathbed in disappointment, the prophet Elisha prophesied only three more victories by Israel over the Arameans. Finally, a note was made that God did not allow Israel of the north to be totally destroyed because he pitied them and because of the covenants he had made to the patriarchs. Meanwhile, in the south, because King Haziel of Aram's little army had so soundly defeated Judah's much larger army, killed all the national leaders and was in process of attacking Jerusalem. King Joash sent him all the palace treasures and all the items previously dedicated to the Lord in the temple. The Arameans withdrew, but left King Joash severely wounded. Then his trusted advisors assassinated him in retribution for his role in the murder of the high priest Zechariah. His son Amaziah succeeded him. 
June the 20th, day 171. We read about King Amaziah of Judah. Second Kings mostly focused on his good deeds, but in Second Chronicles condemned his apostasy. Remember that First and Second Kings is mostly focused on recording the facts of Hebrew history, while First and Second Chronicles' goal is to emphasize to the returning exiles from Babylon the benefits of righteous obedience. In the beginning, Amaziah personally obeyed the Lord, but still permitted pagan worship to continue in the land. Then, after proudly defeating the Edomites, he synchronized his worship of God with the Edomite idols. His pride was the vehicle God used to have him soundly defeated by King Jehoash of Israel. The temple and the palace treasures and hostages, including King Amaziah, were taken back to Samaria, the capital of Israel. Jeroboam II succeeded Jehoash of Israel. Then Amaziah and Judah apparently returned to Jerusalem, where he totally abandoned the Lord and was assassinated. His son Uzziah, also called Azariah, succeeded him at the age of 16. Years later, his son Jotham shared the throne because Uzziah became leprous as a punishment for his pride. It was during this period of time that God sent the proud prophet Jonah to warn the people of Nineveh, the capital of Assyria, to repent or face God's judgment within 40 days. He rebelled, God repeated, he returned, they repented, God relented, he resented. Jonah was more concerned about his prophetic reputation and his nationalism than he was for lost souls. June 21, day 172. We read of God's judgment on Tyre, Edom, Ammon, Moab, Judah, and Israel through the prophet Amos. He was a Judean that was sent by God to preach primarily to Israel of the north. Judah of the south and Israel of the north at this time were enjoying the financial benefits of peace, but Assyria was quietly maturing into the eventual menace that will make them a major player in world history, especially for Israel. Their present economic boom gave rise to homegrown oppressors of the poor and widespread moral corruption. God evidenced that his slowness to get angry for their sins was being threatened by his compulsive desire to relieve the righteous poor and the humble people from their oppressors. A pertinent statement can be applied to current USA. Quote, Those who are smart keep their mouths shut, or as I might say, filter their comments on social media, for it is an evil time. End quote. Quote, What sorrow awaits you who say, if only the day the Lord were here, you have no idea what you're wishing. That day will bring darkness, not light. End quote. Amos chapter 5 verse 18. Finally, he prophesied that God was about to bring an enemy, which is Assyria, against the whole territory of Israel. Assyria will soon prove to be one of the most cruel, ruthless, and merciless oppressors in human history. June 22, day 173. We read Amos's vision of locusts of fire of a plumb line, of ripe fruit, and of God at the altar. Each one represented a warning of Israel's impending doom. God said that he would send a famine of, quote, hearing the words of the Lord, end quote. People will crave the word, but will never be satisfied because they have mocked his convicting Holy Spirit's call beyond his very generous patience. Before their exile, the number of prophets abounded, but in their exile, the Lord had filtered his righteous remnant out from the general population. However, he also promised a future 
Millennial Kingdom Restoration. Zechariah, the fourth and final generation promised by God to Jehu, compare 2 Kings chapter 10 verse 30 and 2 Kings chapter 15 verse 11, succeeded Jeroboam II of Israel in the north. Shalom assassinated him. Then Shalom was assassinated by Menahem a month later. Pekaniah succeeded him, but Pekah assassinated him. Then the Assyrians attacked and began exiling the Israelites. Jotham succeeded King Uzziah of Judah. It was during this time that Isaiah's ministry began. He saw the Lord in the temple and confessed his sins. He received cleansing forgiveness and he responded by answering the divine call to proclaim the word of the Lord. June 23, day 174. We read that King Jotham of Judah, son of Uzziah, lived righteously, but the people did not. So God sent enemies, including Israel of the north, to attack Judah. Ahaz succeeded King Jotham, but he was evil. He even sacrificed his sons in a fire. So God allowed Israel to conquer them, but the prophet Oded warned them that God was already angry over their own sins and that their merciless slaughter of their own relatives just added to it. The prophet Micah began his lament over Samaria and Jerusalem because God promised to reward their idolatry with defeat and exile as Assyria was poised to begin her attack on them. Isaiah prophesied to King Ahaz of Judah that within 65 years, Israel would be completely destroyed. God revealed a spiritual truth that has a physical result. Quote, unless your faith is firm, I cannot make you stand firm. End quote. Foolish Ahaz rejected faith in God by ignoring God's challenge to request a sign of confirmation. So God promised to bring enemy nations against Judah that would include the level of cruelty unlike any others in history. Then God provided the sign of his own choosing. Quote, a virgin will conceive a child. End quote. June 24, day 175. We read Isaiah's writings concerning God's punishment of Israel and Judah's sins of self-reliance and the wicked people's oppression of the weaker people. He prophesied that the population of Judah of the south is going to be overwhelmed and completely saturated by Assyrians, but that the Assyrian king who attacks them with great violence is unaware that he is God's disciplinary tool. In the end, he will be destroyed for arrogantly assuming that his military success was accomplished by his own might. The leadership labeled Isaiah and Jeremiah, we'll see in August the 15th reading, as traitors for speaking out against the forming of alliances with other countries rather than simply depending on and obeying the Lord. Today's reading is peppered with prophecies of King Jesus' royal essence. Even though God's people will appear to be completely wiped out, a remnant will return from the diaspora to be his willing worshipers. This ends this week's reading summaries. My next episode will pick up on the summary of the reading for June the 25th, day 176. I look forward to your visit then. May God bless you.